0: Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. We have been in our culture series, and we will continue to be in that, but we're gonna take a quick break this week and talk about a really fun topic, and that is summer camps. Uh, not just really summer camps, camps go year round now, but think about like summer camps for your um, elementary school kid or summer camps for youth, uh, family camps, and everything in between. We are talking with two representatives from Windshape Camps, which is a beautiful camp in Georgia, uh, founded or helped start by Kathy Truett, the Chick fil A uh, founder. So it's just a a wonderful Christian camp. And we're not just going to talk about their organization, though. They're going to tell you about them, but also just family camps, and youth camps, and, and, and elementary school camps. What does that look like for your family, and should you do it, and why, and just all the different things. It's a, they, they are just experts on camps. They've got all kinds of experiences they can share with you, and how you keep your kids safe, and everything else. So enjoy this little break um, as we look forward to summer and talk about summer camps. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don here, and I have got some special guests today. Just think about like youth camp, family camps, and so I have two uh, people with me, Chris Witt and Amy Lowe, and um, they are with Windshape Camps, started by Mr. Truett with Chick-fil-A, right? So welcome. first of all, just welcome Chris and Amy.
1: Thank you, Don. We're excited to be here. Yeah, we're- Can't Wait. let's do it.
0: Yeah. So Chris, you were telling me that this WinShape Camps started by Mr. Truett with Chick-fil-A and just kind of give them the purpose behind WinShape before we get into everything about, it. I love the purpose that how he saw a vision and started to implement it.
1: Yeah. So Truett, and I want to say Truett and Jeanette, we need to be clear. I think Truett would want us to make sure it was Truett and Jeanette, Kathy, but Truett just had this view of people um, and I think the Cathy's do the people around them. They just saw his winners like he just had this view of being able to see people in maybe ways they couldn't see in themselves. He just saw the best and, and hoped for people. And he, he just talked about how he wanted to shape them. He wanted to invest in them. And and so that's where the wind shape name comes. He saw he saw himself as shaping winners. And that started with college students and. Uh, getting involved in Berry College and and uh, getting a property up here in Rome and starting to disciple college students and train them for the future. But then he saw with these college students, he started seeing kids in his community and just going, man, they need some investment too. Let's start a camp. So he started taking these college students and investing in, in starting Christian camps and raising them up in the Lord and discipling them. And, and then he saw, man, these kids' families are going through it and and their, their these homes, their marriages are struggling Let's do something about that. So he started investing in in marriages. And then after that, he sees starts to see the chaos in homes and realized some kids don't have families and had a heart for kids. So he started getting involved in foster care and adoption. And then he realized, you know, at some point, all these people in these families, they have to provide for their families. They work somewhere. They're on a team. And so let's invest in their ability to be great in the marketplace. So if you look at it, it kind of evolved with him going, I just want to shape the people around me well. And he created a ministry, a collaboration of expertise that invests in every aspect of the family. And at the end of the day, that's what Winshape is. We're just trying to be a trusted leader, uh, in strengthening families and the individuals that make them up. That's what WinShape's about.
0: Well, and you can see if you're, if you were, if you're, um, Obviously, most of you guys are listening, so you can't see Chris's background of these beautiful trees, and they're and, and they're in Georgia. So uh, they um, and we're going to talk about how they actually reach around the country in a little bit, but um, but really just a beautiful settings there in Georgia. Um, man, it's um, uh, you know, really cool place, you guys. And they have about four locations right now, all I'm sure in just beautiful settings, right? Absolutely. And so, uh, Chris is here. And so, and, and Chris is a, uh, a new grandparent. Um, a- Amy's in the middle of the, um, uh, grade school to middle school years. So bless you, Amy and all that. <laughs> um, but we are, we were just talking before about, uh, you know, a crazy cool family. You can see why we love to uh, to partner and talk with WindShape. They're all about family. We are too. And, um, these guys are just if, are experts. One of the things we talk about is just creating spiritual experiences for the kids in particular um, and for for families as well. I, I can testify, and we actually write about this in our book, that our kids have all been really influenced by youth camps. And so um, tell me about, you know, as you look at as you're advising parents, you know, I remember when we used to advise parents on sending their kids on mission trips. And we would have to kind of talk them off the ledge of, you know, going overseas and things like that. You talk to parents all the time about youth trips, about youth camps and family camps. What would you say if we have if we have a family sitting across from you, what do you say about why do I invest in camps?
1: Well, I'll start with that. Um, I'll start with what I've, you know, for 30 years I've been doing this and I've raised my own boys and uh, I've worked with thousands of families from every demographic you can think of. And one thing I know to be true is this, and it's verifiable in the research, is if you want your child's faith to last, and that's what we want. We want them to leave home and seek the Lord on their own. They need to have experiences with their faith outside of the home along the way. They need to stand on their own two feet and ask the hard questions in the context of a community and and be present with the Lord without mom and dad. There's a point at which they have to start owning that. And in the home, you have to be intentional in creating the rhythm and give them the basis for that, but then they need to exercise it somewhere else because the rest of their life won't be spent in the home. And I think that's one of the values of, of sending them on these kinds of trips, of getting them into communities that you trust, with leaders that you trust. And then you also put them in community with a set of culturally relevant role models people that are between you and them, these college students mm-hmm. that uh, are, are love the Lord and have learned to stand on their own as well. And they get a vision outside of mom and dad that says, hey, this Christian walk can work. And I'm seeing it outside of the home. I'm seeing it in someone else. I've got another person I can emulate. And camps give you that. They give independence and an experience with the Lord that can't be tied to just that's what my home's about. And they give them other people in their lives to to emulate, and I, I think that's one of the most potent things about these kinds of trips. On Amy, what you think?
2: I love. I totally agree with all of that, and it also gives them chances to try new things and to fail and to be independent. We see and talk to parents that their kid comes back from camp and has learned all these things, then they're just more self sufficient and more confident in themselves to be able to take care of themselves and make decisions and and meet new people. There's so many benefits from camp. I tell parents all the time that we're going to say the same things to your kiddos that you're saying at home. But for some reason, they're going to listen to us maybe a little bit more than they would listen at the home because it's a different person saying it. And it'll just be our little secret. We won't have to tell them that we're, that we're in on it together. But I just think there's so many benefits of camp and you see that from people that have been year after year. And it's why they keep coming back.
1: And Amy, Amy brings up a good point, Don. One of the things we do in our family camps is we try to help our kids see their parents through the eyes of Christ. So a lot of times kids for a long time, mom and dad are Superman, Superwoman, And then at some point they're not, and you kind of wrestle through that. And we try to help kids understand, like, your parents uh, love you deeply, but they need the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus as well. And mm-hmm. so do you offer them grace in those moments? They're not perfect. They 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 want to be perfect for you, but they're not. And so uh, do you realize how much they love you that they carved this space out and brought you here? Uh, have a conversation with the boys on our father-son weekends where we say, you know, well, with the girls especially, father-daughter especially, It's like, you know, dads, your dad loves you deeply. He thinks you're wonderful and beautiful and he wants to say it and he wants to express it. But dad sometimes don't know how to do it. And sometimes he's just thinking it. She's so awesome. She's so beautiful. He's so awesome. And it comes out, hey, you want to get a hamburger? Uh, (laughs) That's your dad communicating all those things. You just got to learn his language. And camp gives this interactive, immersive experience at every level, whether family or individual, that you you have a hard time recreating elsewhere.
0: I think that's a great point about you can't, you can't, recreate certain experiences you know like and and it's not just camps i mean like for example one of the things we say is a worship night you know a worship night at your church you you can't recreate that you know at least i can't i I don't play the guitar good enough i don't sing good enough i mean you know there's and i'm not i can't bring you know 500 people together but and that's really what camp does doesn't it it creates that experience and so um, I want to delve into that a little bit. Like when you're, when a kid comes to a, let's just talk about summer camps, when they come to a summer camp, um, what would they expect to, to experience? And I know Chris, you've been with other, it's not just WinShape. You've been with other camp people, you, you worked at other camps. Um, and so give that again, we're sitting across from that parent and they say, okay, what's this experience like for my young person?
1: Amy, why don't you start?
2: I think it's so good on so many different levels and in so many different ways. I think that the getting outside, Dawn, is huge and getting off your technology. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about camp. We we, we don't let the kiddos bring their phones and the staff turn their phones in. There are no phones at camp. And I think that just in general is a really great reason to send. Yeah, parents. you may
0: have just sold about 60% of the parents right there, huh? We
2: le- we teach your kids to have eye-to-eye conversations with people in real life and yeah. not look down all the time and worry about text messages and things coming through. And and getting outside in nature, I think so many of our kiddos sit inside a lot and are, are just – I don't know. I I think we grew up probably out on our bikes and outside exploring more than kids these days are. And camp forces you to get outside in nature and walk a lot. And again, do adventures outside that you wouldn't normally do at home. That's another piece. We we try to give them experiences that they don't normally have so that they can make memories together. So those are just some things Chris has Four hundred thousand other things. I
1: mean the the whole policy of disconnect to connect is a big part of the wind shape culture. And I think camping in general, it you have to you just all the distraction goes away. Like the the power of camping is we create the environment, whether it's a day camp or overnight camp. We Well, hang
0: on, before you keep going, I just want the parents to sometimes in these podcasts I just stop it down and say. Because you you just said something super brilliant. I want a phrase that I want parents to catch, and that is disconnect to connect. It doesn't have to be at a youth camp, but I mean, every time I hear a phrase like that in a podcast, I just go, hey, stop it down for a minute. Because disconnect to connect, you are disconnecting from technology in order to see that face to face connection. Try it for 10 minutes in your home, parents, as well as in Georgia at Keep going. Sorry.
1: No, let's just go down that road. Because uh, that is definitely a, a, a part of the wind shaped culture. The staff, the staff have to do it. The summer staff, we take their phones away. Uh, and boy, that's try to take a phone away from a college student. Right?
2: Hey, they <laughs> love it when they come back year two. Don, they come back year two and they're like, "Please take my phone. Take yeah. it. Take it."
0: I, I need to go through that myself. I mean, wait, let's forget the kids. I mean, you know, I just I, I'm, I'm listening to it, going, "Okay, if they took my phone, what would I do?" <laughs>
1: And and so you you said something brilliant. And so it forces you to look around and pay attention and not be interrupted. And so it's not just eye to eye contact with another human, which is important. It's with the Lord. And so you're outside, you're in an environment. And one of the powerful things about overnight camps, especially, you know, where you go away to a sleepaway camp, you're gonna sit out in creation. You're gonna sit in this that I'm sitting in, but eat some even better. And when you let God speak in the language, Romans, right, that only he can speak in, uh, you have to take time to sit and listen. And a kid doesn't know how to do that. They kind of, I don't know if you remember that old movie Vacation where Clark Griswold takes his family, they get to the Grand Canyon, they put their arms around each other and they kind of look and he goes, okay, great, let's go. And they take off. <laughs> right. That's how kids are taking in the most powerful language God has. That's his creation. But you go to camp. We stop. We sit in it you see an eagle in his natural environment, you, you you smell the trees as you walk by, like there's something majestic, there's something about nature God has told us he speaks okay. in that you can only get here, so that disconnecting puts you in that place, it puts you in quiet, so there's moments in camp where we make sure we're having times of silence, and a kid has to go through a process of just emptying all the the biological built-in cues that are telling them to look for something else and be distracted. And it takes time for your brain to rewire a little bit. And by the end of a week, really by the end of two weeks especially, they've slowed down their thinking a little bit. They're paying attention a little bit more. So
0: the- well, and So now – and, and uh, it seems like to me as I'm picturing camp, I'm picturing a lot of activities. Well, that's true. And so how does that – so how does the – See in nature, I mean, it sounds great. How does that uh, coincide with the activities that are happening at a camp as well?
1: Well, I do want to be clear. If we just had kids sit out in nature all day, we'd be the worst camp in the world. <laughs> uh, you know, camp is fun and you got to have fun. And so, you know, sock wars, uh, kids just picture hundreds of kids running around chasing each other behind through courtyards and buildings with these socks that burst powder when you hit with them and there's flags and all that kind of stuff. And they're down at the lake, jumping off water blobs, which is like a big burrito that floats in the lake and you jump on one end and it throws the kid off the other. (laughs) Right. Exactly. They're doing crazy. There's a science activity where they're doing these wacky experiments and bottles are safely exploding in fun ways. And um, you know, all that's there, but you're doing it in the midst of creation. In the morning you wake up and it's quiet. And you're going to have a time outside with your counselors, and you're going to go away and sit and think, and maybe read some scripture. You're going to walk down from one place to another. You're going to walk through the woods. There's a time at the end of the of the week. There's a time each day where there's quiet gatherings. But there's a time at the end of the week where they're going to um, walk to a, a a closing ceremony in silence. You know, so there's just rhythms, right? Rhythms built into the day for that. Amy, you could speak to it.
2: And so and Don, we we have intentionally thought about our activities because we want all kids to be able to feel like they have a place where they can get excited about going. We have gourmet chef is one of our most beloved girls camp skills that we teach. They come in and they put on their chef's hat and they make all these fun things. And then they come home and they tell their parents about them and then they get and make them in their kitchen at home. I have a introvert seventh grader whose favorite thing to do is read and write as Chris knows. And when she comes to camp, she does mountain biking and outdoor living and rock wall climbing. And she, I'm like, who are you? Who, who is this child (laughs) that wants to pick these activities because Mm -hmm. she knows that camp is a safe place to try new things. And that even if maybe I'm not a mountain biking expert and I might be the slowest one on the mountain bike. And I'm pretty sure she was that she wants to try new things at camp and she knows she can try new things and, and, and maybe fail. And it's okay. She's still going to get back up and get cheered on by those counselors. Well, let's
0: go down, let's go down that path a minute, Amy, because I think that, you know, you're going to be talking to a lot of moms and you'll probably do a better job than Chris and I would uh, Mm -hmm. at talking to those moms. So my kid is shy. My kid is an introvert. My Mm -hmm. kid is uh, not as athletic as the rest my my kid is loud, you know, uh, and and or I, I'm scared my kid is going to be around kids that are going to influence mm-hmm. them, you know. I, mm-hmm. I I like you guys, but I don't know who's sending kids there. Yeah, how do you how do you talk those parents off the ledge?
2: I think do your research. You want you want to feel good about where you're sending your your camper for the summer. So make sure you're doing your research, talk to other moms. We have a windshaped moms Facebook group for that very reason so that moms can get on there and ask their questions. And man, do they do that in the summer and leading up to the summer and they find other moms to connect with and they do play dates and they help. We, we do cabin mate requests so that you can find, you can bring somebody with you. That's your friend. As long as y'all are you know, in the same grade or adjacent grades, you can request each other and, and be together. So that gives a mom, peace of mind, but do your research, talk to other people, make sure you feel good about it. But for us, we take safety really seriously. We train our staff for almost two weeks, if not more in, in different uh, avenues. And we work really hard to make sure that they are ready to go trained up to keep those kids safe. Number one. So I'm, o- I'm only speaking for us in that realm, but I'm sure that that is a huge Number one well, and speaking of safety,
0: you know, I want to give you, I don't want to dwell on this, but I want to give you the opportunity to also talk about protecting them sexually as well. How do you guys address that with, with, you know, just making sure that nobody's going to do anything wrong to their kid?
1: Yeah. So I want to say when we talk about safety, we're not just talking about the physical. We're talking about spiritual and, ment- and emotion, mental and emotional as well. And so we're training to kind of piggyback off what Amy was saying, like for that kid, we're like, there's a different kid in every cabin. So let's create a place for every personality type to be safe and feels like they, they belong here. So there's a, there's training on counselors to help a child connect with another child and to connect with a counselor they can trust. Now to get to that one, um, that is the number one thing you need to pay attention to as a parent. And this place is run by parents and I've been doing, work with you know kids and families for 30 years my whole life and it's the one thing that keeps me up at night uh it's the one thing i've learned you've only got a few options uh to, to protect kids and you need to make sure whatever camp you go to understands this and is going the extra mile the hiring process you can only know so much and so you hire the best you can you do all the criminal background checks you check references you dig as much as you can on the front end make sure you're hiring people and what can be known is known and you don't hire anybody that has even an inkling of a sign of a risk and the way you know that is you go through constant training every year so we bring in prosecutors who prosecute predators and that's all they've done their whole life and they teach us about the grooming techniques and what to look for they teach our full-time staff that and we go through that every year and then we bring them in again for our summer staff and we train them on the same thing and then there's a moment amy was probably laughing about that i get up and i walk down the aisle as the old man in the room and i look every counselor in the eye as best i can and say hey you need to understand if you're a predator you're not safe here because the other thing because what we've just done is we've trained everybody here to know how you operate and if you're even just thinking about it but never acted on it um we've just trained everybody what to look for a predator does not want to get caught and so they're looking for places that aren't taking it seriously and so, the, the, so you have that awareness. We tell everyone in here, if you see something, say something. We are all here to protect a child from those who would harm them. And so you create that culture. And then the, the last thing you really can do is just uh, create, take away access. So there's not ever a time where a child's alone with an adult. Right. There's no we, we try to eradicate closed off spaces where something could happen, even peer on peer abuse. So if you're talking to a camp, you just need to make sure they take it seriously. We, you could call us, we can walk you through all of it, but um, that is the thing we wake up every day, every week of summer uh, vigilant about not just the physical safety, but emotional and spiritual as well.
0: So really just, I loved all the things you've said just about creating the environment for your kid to feel safe, you know, Amy, you know, I mean you just kept talking about and it's one of the things we talk about even in our homes at Crazy Cool Family, that you know, if the kids have a safe environment, they are going to try things, they are going to talk about things, they're going to, you know, and that that counselor, that person, you know, that uh that even that um that person that peer, if you will, can have a huge influence in their lives and um. You know, um, that's awesome. So <clears throat> as we finish, I want to talk about family camps before we um, – um, ne- in a minute. But, but in but what I'd love to do now, we talk a lot at Crazy Cool Family about um, – I, I love it that you guys, to me, are youth experts. You've just worked with young people so many years, and you see so many young people. Um, we talk to parents a lot about how, you know, from as, as kids enter their middle school and, and high school years – there's this transition from going from, I think you even said it, Chris, they go from their parents' faith to their own faith. And most parents, a lot, what we find in our parents is a lot of them expect that too soon. They expect their kid at seven years old. My kid's not, you know, reading his Bible and, and you know, and praying at seven. I'm like, he ain't there yet, you know? And so help me walk through, like, what do you see in young people when do they start to develop their own faith? And then how do camps help make that happen at different ages and different stages of life?
1: Yeah, I think, I think what you said is true. Uh, we, a lot of parents want to disconnect at junior high and turn it over to the youth group. And um, I think that's a big mistake.
0: Be careful, Chris. You're dating yourself by saying junior high already. Okay. Yeah, I know.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> I do this. I do the same thing.
1: <laughs> You're right, man. Grandpa in the room.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I but I do think you have to respect that at that at at puberty, you know, everything changes. Adolescence is a different, you know, social groupings become more important, and so I think as a parent, I've always said you need to the best thing you can do to disciple your own child is to start trying to disciple the kids around your kids. And Mm -hmm. so I think becoming that parent who is embracing of the kids around their kids, not trying to, there's a fine line between trying to control who they're around, but also teaching them like, Hey, this is a person who needs the Lord and they're your friend. And I love them too. And trying to be involved in ways that you can to disciple and embrace the families around your kids, as opposed to trying to create these big walls so, and I think you talked about it earlier, somewhere in our pre-conversation, somewhere in here, your kid needs to see your home opened up as hospitality, um, bringing in the, the hard cases and the people that need love and doing evangelism together and that type of thing. I think kids need to see that as opposed to being totally protected from it all the time. I think we want our kids to wrestle with the hard questions of faith in our home and feel safe to ask them ask those questions of us. And if they see that you can handle that and not be freaked out about it, then I always tell parents if you're talking, you got hope. Like yeah. there are few questions, yeah. hard questions, you're doing great. You're not don't worry if they're struggling and asking really hard questions and you think, "Oh my gosh, they're losing their faith." No, they're they're searching for it by asking you these hard questions or pointing out these observations. Yeah,
0: that's actually a good thing.
1: It's a great thing. And I think camps gives you a space you can trust where they can do that because it is hard for a kid to question some of the things they want to in front of their parents, especially if their parents' faith is so strong.
0: Well, and especially if their parents react in fear to those questions versus saying, you know, I tell parents all the time, if your kids aren't asking questions about their faith in middle school and high school, something's wrong because they're, they're actually scared to talk to you about it probably because the questions are there or they're just indifferent towards their faith, which is, you know, is, is, is an issue as well. So in camp, how do they, and so as you look at the different ages of kids, where do you see them, you know, like at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, how are they, what should parents, or what do you guys expect? And how do you put your programs together to, to challenge their faith at different age levels? What would you say is the difference?
2: So Don, a couple of things. I think that we work really hard to think about the different ages and stages of kiddos that are coming. Like Chris said, we serve campers from first to 11th grade. Now that's a large swath. So they're not all in there together in one big group learning from someone. They're in their own individualized group based on grade. And I think when they're younger, we're planting seeds. We're helping them to learn, uh, to trust the Bible and, and, doing those practices with them. And then as they get older, we are able to go deeper with them in content and questions. And so we tailor our curriculum to that based on their age and, and grade and stage and what they're learning. And when you think about how they, how we've done this study, we we mapped out how many hours a year the kid is in church. If they're an average church attender, which I think they say an average church attender is now maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. And when you add that up over time, okay, for a year, how many hours is that? And then you compare that to how many hours we've got them at camp, not asleep, but that we've got them at camp right. because we're talking about Jesus every single, you know, as much as we can throughout the day and tying everything back to that. And when you add that up, we have them at camp for one week, longer than they are, than they are in church for an entire year. And so you think about the impact of that that we can have oh, wow. to Be telling them these things over and over and over again in a concentrated piece of time. And the last thing I'll say is that something that has been in our camp history long before me and Chris even got here was this concept of head, heart, and hands. And the idea is, you know, study it for your, in your mind, like understand it in your brain. And then where are you going to take it? You're going to take it to your heart. And what does that mean for me? And do I really believe that in my heart? And then if you do work that out and then move to your hands, well, what does that mean that I'm going to do as a result of learning? That's good. No matter what age and stage they are, because you can take little principles when you're young to do head, heart and hands and figure that out. And that's something you can use as you grow up. Up and the concepts get more complicated and and maybe harder and deeper and and you get to do that in a in a safe camp context.
0: Well, you've mentioned too, uh, you guys do, and I think about youth camps. But you're saying, you know, for the kids, a lot of the elementary school kids are coming to camp too. Is that a is that a different experience than if once they get older? Or you know, I mean, what's different about that? What would, what should parents expect when I send my third grader to camp in, in you guys' programs?
1: I think some of that's just going to be the types of activities they do. The older they get, the more they want to hang out, the more they want to talk, and it becomes much more social. Still plenty of action, um, but it really becomes about the relationships. The conversations get harder, um, more difficult. You know, kids move from uh, this abstract I read uh, this research about how, what happens in puberty. Right. And it's this one psychologist described it as like when you're born, you have an infant brain inside of a, a body and then you kind of develop around that body. And that infant brain is very uh, concrete thinking. Um, and that body. And so life up until puberty is very much concrete. You know, God is this, I trust it. Great. It's a very concrete action. I do. It's about character qualities, be kind, be true, be honest. It's very simple. But in puberty, the brain changes chemistry. It it can rewraps itself. And what you end up happening is you get this adult body that's starting to form and you got this brain in transition. And it's almost like it goes back to an infant brain in a way, which if we've ever had a...
0: Totally agree.
1: You're like, oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. And so, but the body is giving all kinds of new cues but the brain is still kind of moving from abs- concrete to abstract and it's starting to th- and it, d- it didn't know what to do with abstract and so the questions become deeper lots of con- and that's the confusion part so part of junior high or again i'm dating myself but part <laughs> of that adolescent like puberty and just a few years after i say 90 percent of that kind of ministry is just holding on You're right and just being patient and letting them flip out, know what's going on inside of here. And so camp becomes that too. We're just loving you. We see great things in you. Here's the head thing. I know that doesn't make sense. You're living all heart right now. So we're going to reinforce that heart and and let you know. Because they look in the mirror and they literally hate what they see sometimes. That's the thing that breaks my heart. There's a kid that wakes up at 13 looks in the mirror and goes, I loathe the person looking back at me. Mm. And we want to be a place. And I think for parents, there's this constant reinforcement of, I mean, not overly giving everyone a trophy, that kind of thing, but just right. hey, you are literally beautifully and wonderfully made and all that you're feeling is natural and OK. Let's just keep walking together. You're going to be fine. Keep moving forward. And then as they get into high school, that starts to settle out. But now you got to be ready for the abstract thinking. you got to be ready to handle the hard question and don't give the pat answer. Sunday school answers don't work anymore you got to say, you know what, that is a very complex issue. And so I'm not just going to give you a verse and say that's the answer. We're going to go through the hard, long work of really processing over time, seeking wise counsel. I'm going to teach you how to get the hard answers to the hard questions of life. In our curriculum, we try to change with each of those phases because I think parents have to do the same. And there's certain questions in camp that we understand are the realm of parents, pastors, and trusted adults, and we're going to go with worldview questions. The Bible is as core, that it does have all the answers, but you need to be, as you get older, we're going to teach you to fish as opposed to just trying to give you the answers.
0: Yeah, that's good. And I mean, you know, as you're answering those questions that you're, you're so right. The, um, the uh, pat answers don't work anymore because they're going to check you out on YouTube. Yeah. You know, they've got, they got 18, you know, they got 18 videos they've watched, you know, on the topic and, and uh they're going to come back with, you know, here's, here's my research and here's what's happened when, you know, before they didn't have access to that. And, and I think it's, and, and, uh you know, even then, you know, one of the things we talk to parents about is that our Children are citizens of technology. We are immigrants, you know, and so they are understanding that better than we are, and and um and they can come at you with a lot of a lot of uh information. Hang on, just a second. Uh, uh, Just um so um so I want to transition a little bit to um in our time we have left. I, I love what you guys have talked about in the um uh in the in the children and youth camps. Let's talk about family camps for a minute. So. Uh, same set of parents sitting across from you, and they say, "They say, why in the world uh, do we go to a family camp? It, 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 you know, versus going to the beach or, uh, you know, going skiing or whatever. What, what's the, what's the benefit and, um, and what's the value of family camps?"
1: Amy, why don't you tell them, kind of, because you're right there with the families all the time. Tell yeah. them what the families would tell them.
2: I think I would say, Don, why not go to family camp first? Well, yeah, of all. that's good we i was talking to some families that, and and you know even reading our survey results after the summer and what parents have said but some of the things they've said is that it is a way for them to get out and try new things together as a family in a different way than you would at the beach because at the beach you might maybe the kids are playing and the and the parents are reading a book and, and there's not as much interaction i see parents at camp blobbing, like a dad blobbing a kid off. And it's <laughs> like, I just sit on the ed- edge of the water and watch that happen. And you just hear the cackles of the kids. I, we have uh, banana boats at our Caheta Springs location. And you see these families like hanging on for dear life on the back of the banana boat. And just he- again, hearing this, this squeals of laughter and having parents Uh, We did silent disco this summer. I don't know if y'all have done silent disco before, but you put your headphones on and you hear the music, but there's no music in the room and there's different channels. And so we had parents dress up in crazy costumes and do silent disco. And it's just a way for parents and kids to play together Mm because parents and kids don't play enough together. It's, it's, you know, 24 hours of, of play. We went to a, a, my husband went to a father son retreat last weekend and he was talking to another parent and the the dad was saying uh that what he loved about it was that he got to say yes to his kid his his kids like let's go to the water slide he was like okay let's go let's go to the maze and go hang out over there okay let's go i can say yes to my kid because i'm in this safe place and all we're doing is being together and we provide everything for you you know it's just all there that mom that mom and dad don't have to plan anything they just sign up and show up and and we we take it from there and then they're able to customize it and do what they like So my if prices. if
0: you were talking to my family um my wife says, okay, where are we staying? Um, what, what's the accommodations? Uh, what are my kids? What about allergies? You know, what, cause y'all are going to, one of them is, is uh, you know, gluten-free and one of them's this and, you know, and so how, what, what does that look like for the, um, for the, for the family?
1: Well, so Amy's team does a great job of, of working with each parent in that realm. So the allergy thing, here's, here's I'll, in a nutshell, I'll say it this way. We build everything to take the pressure off the parent to do anything so that the only thing they have to do is be a great parent with their kid and play. And it's and create memories that are attached to truth, like memories that are attached to the things you're teaching. So, there's counselors there to serve you and hey we'll take your kid and do this with you now while you can go focus on that one child and do something with them or you know they'll sit with you yeah like, i was going to ask
0: that too is it yeah is there do they i guess babysit not babysit but i mean have activities for your other kids or even for the parents to get away even
1: yeah i mean there there's opportunity for that for sure you've got these college students there that are there to serve you and do whatever you need now parents tend to choose you you tend to pick places. They all just go together. But if you had that need where you got that weird age range, we could have someone that would say, yeah, let me take your child. I'll do the crafts thing with them while you go do, you know, the, 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 uh, the blob with your older one. It, the whole thing is again built so that you don't have to think about any of that. Um, I want to say all inclusive, but then it sounds like a resort or a cruise and it's not that it's a very intentional vacation. Um, and we're creating, intentional things for you to do while you're there. This is one of my favorite things it's in. I think it just captures the kind of thing a family camp can do for you. So we, we did a a father daughter weekend. So we talk family camps. We talk parent child weekends too, right? Mm -hmm. Right. We researched hundreds of women, grown wonderful women that you want your daughter to grow up to be. And we asked them, what is it that you needed to hear from your father? Or what is it that you heard from him that made all the difference? Or what is it you needed to hear from him as a child growing up that you never did, that you needed from him? We took all that and we compiled it into it and then we gave it to our father and said, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's what, they, here's what your little girl, when she's grown up to be the woman you wanted, told us she needed to hear from you. Now we're going to let you write, a. we'll help you write a letter to her saying in your own words, don't worry about being, you know, poet, just in your own words, say these things to her. And then we're going to have a moment where you're going to take her on a walk, call it a walk to remember. And they go and you're going to walk somewhere and you're going to ask her some questions. Tell me about your heart. What's going on in your life? What are you happy about? What are you excited about? Um, And then you're going to stop. I get emotional talking about it, but you're going to stop and you're going to say, I don't want to say something to you. And you're open up this letter and you're just going to read it to her. Hmm. You're going to give her that letter and then you're going to take her and y'all are going to go to the barn dance together and you're going to have that moment. And I'm going to tell you something, Don, that's a thing we can help create, right? A moment for a family. And those dads that have gone through that, um, you've never seen so many manly tears shed all over a camp, <laughs> Right. And when that happens. And those girls will grow up and tell you, I'll never forget that. And I still have the letter. Family camp can help you be intentional and create those rhythms and do those important things. Or you can go to Disney and be amazed at what man can do. Or you can go, at a family experience and be amazed at what God can do in your home.
0: Well, and, and let me ask you that. I mean, so, and I know you guys are, are are pro camp, you know, obviously you're working in the ministry and stuff, but I mean, like if you were to sit across from a, you know, just a family and say, should they go every year? What would be your, your recommendation into, okay, I'm casting a vision for my family, What should I do with father-daughter camps and youth camp? I mean, where should I fit this into my busy family schedule? What would be your recommendations?
1: Well, it might sound counterintuitive, but I hope it shows our heart. Like, I wouldn't go to family camp every summer. I think there's a season, especially when they're younger. I'd say that first through, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, it can be really powerful and good to go – I would try to mix in whole family experiences, but then I would I would mix in every few years a parent-child experience. Um, I think boys in particular need rites of passage. Um, and so I think you mix in every two or three years, you have a chance to say to your son, I see that you're becoming, um, and let me speak that life into you. And this is a marker moment. I think daughters mm-hmm. need to. Um, and then I I think... Yes. The, I think I would always say to a family before your kids are out, go on mission with them. And <clears throat> that can be in a city that can be foreign. It doesn't matter, but I'd say go serve people who are living in the broken parts of humanity together. Find a way to do that. Those are the types of experiences. I think parent child rites of passage, family memory experiences. And then I think, uh, the mission experience and then the kid personally I the kid going to camp every year on their own. I think that's from my. I'm a camp guy. I think yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's number one. Yeah, because it's weeks stacked upon themselves, and then you're mixing the family stuff in in the middle of that.
0: Well, yeah. And so we found members,
1: a lot of ex- right. Oh, go ahead.
2: When those kids are at camp, you know what you can do? Go on a trip with your spouse, (laughs) which is what so many of our parents do. They drop off their kid, everybody's super happy, and then they wave goodbye and they are on a plane somewhere and go on a trip together. And I was talking to one mom that said it's our most expensive week of the year, but I will do it every single year because it's worth it for the kid and for us as a a married couple. And we're going to save for it and we're going to pay on it as we go, but... Like it is the one non-negotiable thing that they do, and, and it's both things. Senator that's Dickinson good. And then going on a vacation.
0: <laughs> well, and so what I hear is, is that the the youth camp is good for every year, but the other ones are good for experiences every few years or something. As you walk through it, I mean that that's great advice for parents. I think, um, man, this has been awesome. Um, I, I think that um, I just love it that we've. Uh, you know, let's kind of wrap up where we started. Creating spiritual experiences for your kids and family, uh, being intentional. The world's going to create all kinds of experiences for you and your kids, and and the, it's not that things are good or bad. It's just, but but how do you intentionally create spiritual experiences? And so, I love the work that Windshapes do, and just to be intentional to help parents. It's almost like Amy, what you keep saying is we've we've created this pathway to, for you to, to help you be intentional and, 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 and try to make it as easy as possible to do that. Um, let's wrap up. So tell us about how parents can get in, sh- in touch with WindShape. You
2: can go to our website. It's windshapecamps.org and it's got everything that you need. If you're worried about safety, I think we have a safety page. It's WinshapeCamps.org slash safety you want to learn about our safety procedures, but the, it's got all the different camp locations there. There's a customer service number on the bottom. If you want to call, they'll be happy to to chat with you and answer all the all the questions you might have. What they so if they look on the help.
0: website and they have questions, there's a number to call that they can they can call and ask questions and and um, make sure that they get all the information they need. Awesome. And y'all do camps throughout the year, or is it mainly just summer?
1: During the year, we're doing our marriage ministries, and so I would encourage parents to look at that as well. Bring your marriage up here. to some incredible intensives. We just had a marriage collective going on this week, and we invite marriage experts from around the country to come and help solve problems together, and our marriage team works with them. We had Bob Goff here talking with them about um, you know, the, their marriages and how to make those ministries work. So yeah, during the year, it's primarily marriage and college, and but we do family weekends in the fall. And so they can check those out as well. Cool.
0: Anything else they need to know about Windshape or anything else that you guys need to let them know about?
1: No, I, I want, I just think wind shaped in the, the day to, to true. dream is our heart is just to be supportive of those who are trying to strengthen the family and the individual. And so we would, we would encourage you to find we love that people are listening to this podcast. We love what y'all are doing. We love how you're asking parents to be intentional, We're actually giving them resource and ideas, uh, practical stuff. And so, um, yeah, we just want to encourage them to keep doing what they're doing, listening to you. And if we can help you in any way, we want to be a part of it.
0: Well, and so so grateful, uh, not only for the camps you guys have, but just for your insight into um, a life devoted to families and teenagers and kids and just the insights you guys can have to help our parents go along the way. Um thanks so much for being here. We will also put those links in the show notes so you can look there. Yeah, as always parents, thank you for being here and go be crazy. crazycoolfamily.com